his charge waterfall. No, that's the that's the fast move. Kyogre waterfall hydro pump hydro pump. Hydro uh-huh. pump. There you go. Sorry, I have to say the move set. I you have to say the whole thing. You can't say it's just the charge. <laughs> it's like <laughs> waterfall hydro pump. <laughs> tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Stare into the crystal ball of updates. A safari zone is blooming in Taiwan. Community day dates for the rest of the year and more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to episode 60, 60, see you later, 50s. <laughs> My name is Chris. Welcome to the show. Uh, it is the 27th of August. It's yet another Tuesday. I will soon stop saying that because it's now become a norm. <laughs> Speaking of norms, Kyle's here. Hiya. Uh. <laughs> hey, and I wasn't calling you a normie. I was just saying it's I, normal I, that I you're, you're here. Uh, don't don't be offended. Uh, <laughs> and also becoming a sad normal. Ness is not here, but she will be next week. That is, of course, if she doesn't need some recovery from her <laughs> two and a half week trip, which I wouldn't blame her if she did. Welcome to GoCast. We're here to talk about some stuff um, really quick before we get started and dive into our goals in the week and all this mega news. There's quite a bit to to tear apart this week. I'm very excited. I do want to give you guys a, a quick reminder that we are donating all of our proceeds from Patreon this month and next month to the National Park Foundation. So if you've been eyeing the Patreon in the past to become a Patreon, if you don't know what that is, it's a way for you to like give money per month. And there's benefits associated with the different tiers and stuff. For us, even at just $1 a month, you get Patreon exclusive access to our discord which is wonderful i love hanging out in there all day every day kyle can attest uh, um, it's great yeah in the past few months in particular it's really blown up and and the community is just fantastic anyway just wanted to remind you guys i know we've mentioned at the end of the show for the past few weeks but never really mentioned at the beginning i can only imagine the amount of people that actually listen through to the end of an hour and a half or an hour long show so <laughs> Free <laughs> <laughs> to be good to mention it but as that is let's move on to the goals and stuff so kyle this past week yes your goals were to uh, get to step four of the jirachi research no <laughs> okay that's gonna be a negatory on that one captain and then two hundred thousand stardust i i did i did get that and then okay. promptly spent it all Ooh, really yeah, yeah. well yeah, you. i spent a lot of it <laughs> Nice work. Okay, cool. Anything else notable? Anything else interesting? Any random shinies? How's Water Festival? Nothing. I've, I've got, I haven't gotten, uh, the last shiny I got was a Rattata at some point, like over a month ago now. Wow. But I just want to say I am currently at one out of three Wishmer for this dang field research or special research. Yeah. I have been catching, that, huh? I have been catching every day. I've seen one since we recorded last week, and I'm just like, why? Please. I'm sorry. Throw me a bone. I'm bone. so sorry. I'm actually, now that you mentioned it, I went back and I'm looking at, at my quest and something happened that I'm really excited about. But uh, anything else, sir? Nope. No, nothing else to report for me. 
Okay, are you ready for a slew of failures? I sure am. Yes. I wasn't at the time, but I am now. All right, I wanted to catch first and foremost a shiny barboach, and that was my first and foremost failure for the week. <laughs> I did not get a shiny barboach. 200,000 <laughs> stardust? I got 150,000 stardust this past what? week. What? Yeah, dude, Um, it's been actually like a pretty tough week for me. I stayed home. For, I was so sick. I, I missed work two days last week. Just a, a number. It was really, it was awful. I had to cancel a bunch of plans family and otherwise it was pretty pretty bad but next goal 50 raids i i did like 30 the three days that i was feeling particularly good this past week i did get out that's a miss for me and then oh man i said i was going to complete my jirachi research but i i wasn't expecting that of all things wishmer would be the thing holding me back right yeah ah. i walked the phoebus the, yeah. the, the phoebus is is yeah. done yeah, you know, I uh, I, I'm on two of three Wishmers, Kyle. I uh, caught one of them today. I've been looking all week. <sighs> Wishmers! Gosh, of okay. all of Pokemon, it's a Wishmer. I'm just so frustrated, but, you know, here Me we too. are. Here we are. Uh, I'm actually kind of enjoying... I'm not, like, actually frustrated, frustrated. I'm kind of enjoying that there's, like, a hunt for just such a weird Pokemon. You know, uh, it's kind of reminiscent of when we had that Evolve 2 Pidgey quest for the Caterpie. <laughs> I love Everybody's that. like, where's all great. the Pidgeys? Where'd they go? Same thing with Wishmer, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then I think the notable stuff that happened this past week, I actually, I, I did some good playing before I started doing bad playing. And I caught a shiny Rattata with my Go Plus. Nice. Uh, this past week. So that was pretty, that was pretty sick. And that's about it. Do you want a, a 500 raids of summer check-in? Because I did crunch all my numbers as of like three days ago. Let's hear all of the numbers. Okay. We'll do this real quick because we got so much stuff to dig into here. <laughs> all right. So uh, as of a few days ago, I am over this now. So uh, 345 raids cataloged. I've done like 356 or 357 as of today. Anyway, of the 345, I have cataloged 62 tier ones, 59 tier twos, 72 tier threes, 11 tier fours. <laughs> All 11 are absolute. Right. 137 tier fives and three EX rates. Now, actually, I will say um, I think two of those tier fours are absoles, but one is a grand bowl. Why? Uh, because it was around and it had to be done. Um, I actually did it with Moo. Moo was like, Hey Chris, remember when you said under what circumstance would anybody ever rate a grand bowl? And I was like, yeah, he's like, well, there's one right over there and we should go do it. And I said, okay, I guess at least this will make a good story for the podcast. <laughs> it <laughs> I did. don't really, and I'm glad I don't I really asked. want the grand bowl, but here we are anyway. Uh, 626,500 stardust gained. Three and a half million, uh, 2,000 plus uh, XP gained. And then my I, my catch rate is 97.39%. I'm very upset about that. 705 rare candy. He went really quickly over that because he failed the catch rate quasa. Uh, I failed to catch a few. I've missed, I think, uh, nine Pokemon out of my 345, I believe. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm a little bit frustrated about that. Rayquaza has gotten away with me the most, but he has been the most rated Pokemon. I think I've done... 54 Rayquazas, something not like bad, that. Not bad. Yeah, it's it's okay. Two shinies, it's you know, whatever. I should probably go pretty hard this past week, but we'll see. Anyway, hey, let's dive into the news. 
All right, so it's news time, and that means we're going to do two little quick things first to get them out of the way, and then uh, we're going to save the biggest piece of news for last because that's what you do with big things and make everybody wait. Yes, like Pokemon uh, Go does for uh, Gen 5, but we'll get there in a minute. Yeah, trainer <laughs> battle duration has been increased by 30 seconds. Your guess is as good as mine as to why this happened? It's got to be for Ultra and Master League. Yeah, and it's definitely got to be exclusively because they mentioned ranked stuff before, and it's in this yeah. APK we're about to dive into. So, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about it, but increased by 30 seconds. I, I don't even know off the top of my head how long they are now. <laughs> I don't either. Uh, I think they're probably like three minutes, right? That seems or two minutes. That, three two minutes, minutes seems, maybe. Three minutes seems reasonable. Three minutes. Okay. Well, what we think is reasonable, what is reality in Pokemon this Go, are two is, separate things historically. Yes. Uh, I. So I, you know who knows, but whatever the time is, it's been increased by thirty seconds. So, woo! And I'm gonna say this word wrong, but new team Hoppy are on sale in the store. Oh gosh, it's some sort of traditional garb, and that's why I feel so poorly about saying it incorrectly. But it's it almost looks like God gonna make somebody so upset but i can't think of a better way to describe this it's like the top half of a kimono <laughs> it's like a. it's oh gosh do you know what i'm talking about I, do you know what I these do. Are? it's a it's um how would you describe I'm it i'm pretty sure it's a gi is it not it's, oh a, is it a, a, gi? a martial arts gi i think it is oh actually yes yes so. that is that is what it looks like I like it. I It's a traditional Japanese straight-sleeved coat. They're usually worn dur only during festivals. Originally, these represented the crest of a family, as Hapi were worn by, or I don't know how to say it. I'm sorry if I'm saying it correctly. They were worn by house servants. Very cool. So it's like a, a, a festival thing. So whatever we're being festive about, I suppose, that's pretty cool. Oh, oh, they are to represent teams. So I guess historically yes. that makes sense. Okay, very cool. All right, so yeah, if you want to go get them, go grab them. Uh, the models look actually really cool. I'm not sure if you've gotten a chance to see them yet, Kyle, but they look pretty neat. Oh, yeah, I, I really like them. It's a nice variety from what we kind of normally have. Yeah, like the, our new, you know, our new AG Pokemon-y sort of modern. Yeah, T-shirts and, and sportswear. Yeah, yes, <laughs> sweat jackets and stuff, yeah. Okay, well, let's move on to the Taipei Safari Zone. I kind of thought personally that the Montreal Safari Zone was cutting it close, but we've been surprised yet again that Taipei Safari Zone is happening when? October 3rd through the 5th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., where? In the Metropolitan Park in New Taipei City, Taiwan. This event is not ticketed. It's free. So if you can go, you should. Features include bug, water, and grass Pokemon will appear more frequently in the wild. Oh, boy. Additionally, uh -huh, <laughs> those are the ones we're all looking for. I can't <laughs> wait to get more water Pokemon. <laughs> These are only supposed to be in the event, so I don't think this is there's there's no global bug, water, and grass Pokemon generally there is something a little bit later but uh unique field research will be available for trainers to complete throughout the day and it bears reminding that this is not a go fest so it will not be the jirachi research considering the jirachi research is now available to everybody anyway but i just wanted to clear that up in case somebody might think otherwise uh, don't you be disappointed <laughs> and then lastly the most ambiguous yet possibly exciting announcement oddish will spawn more frequently globally we're not sure if it's going to be shiny or not, but, uh, you know, it, 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 it will be probably 
Very shuddy. likely. Very yeah, they likely. didn't mention any other singular Pokemon, and Oddish is like the biggest Pokemon on the um, promotional material. And like, it's it's Oddish. It's when else are they going to release a shiny for Oddish? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, do you like Oddish? I, I like the I like the the evolution line of Oddish. Do you? Yeah, Gloom and uh, Vileplume. I like them. I like them. Yeah, they're, they're pretty cool. Vileplume is like an OG, one of my one of my faves. But I could have probably done without Oddish. Yeah, well, you know, what are you going to do? I don't know. Evolve it into a gross Pokemon because I like it better. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I am looking forward to Oddish spawns uh, and trying to catch all that. Those shinies while they're out. Uh, Maybe just actually I don't even know what the shinies look like. Are they blue? I think it's blue. It's probably blue. It can't be green. So, So hey, well, you know what? Scyther was green shiny and it was green. You're not wrong. Right. So anyway, while we look up those shiny models, let's move on to the next piece of news. <laughs> Is it green? Is green. Oh, wow. OK, well, we're going to we're going to move on from that. So you can just <laughs> <laughs> just curl into a ball and suffer. <laughs> All righty. Community day dates for the rest of the year. Yes, this has just been announced. Uh, We have the dates for October, November, and December. October 12th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. local time. It's a Saturday. November 16th from 11 to 2 p.m. local time. Also a Saturday. December 14th and 15th from 11 to 2 p.m. local time. Both days. Okay. Well, so this tells one thing. For sure, almost, that the December revisit is going to happen again. It's, it's almost no question now at this point. You think so? Yes. Okay. And, uh, how do I, you think they're going to handle it? Why do you think it's two days? I I think they may not do the boosted spawns all week like they did last time, if I had to guess. Okay. Or they may just be doing two days as an extra for the year-end celebration since they didn't have a two-day community day like Eevee this year. It's possible. Yeah. I just there is also the possibility that they could just come out of left field and make it something else. But like I can't see another Pokemon that would need two days for what a if community they did day. Eevee again. And I now that there's no very upset. There would be more <laughs> evolutions, you know, to to have. I would, I would be very upset. Uh <laughs> I hope I hope for your sake and people that are close to you during that announcement that it's not Eevee again. (laughs) All right. So uh, October straightforward, November straightforward, December, the two days. Here's the thing, right? If they're going to do a, you know, year in review sort of thing, there's a hot debate going on right now. I know that FLW videos, I literally just saw him put up a post asking about this um, because so many people have opinions about it. Are they going to do just 2019 community days? Or are they going to include 2018 community days? What do we think? Is there just going to be moves coming back? Is it going to be all the spawns with the shiny chance? My theory is that since it's two days, I think the 2018 community day Pokemon and the moves will be available on the 14th. And then the 15th, we'll have the no, one from this year. I, I definitely I definitely disagree with you. You don't think that. so? I think the spawns are going to be exclusively uh, from 2019 and that the moves will be available for all community days 2018 and 2019 yeah really i think i don't remember my memory is a little foggy they only did one three-hour window of boost uh last december right 
Yes. Yeah, there was only one day. And then that during that time period, while the while the spawns were boosted the entire week, the shiny rates were only increased yes. for the window as well. But I think they realized with, you know, 12 Pokemon, 11 Pokemon being boosted, people trying to target the Pokemon they were actually missing from the year or that they wanted in just one window was very difficult. Same reason they gave two days for Eevee. I think they're giving two days for the year in review because you need okay. or, you know, players want more shinies and, you know, rightfully so, of course. Same with Eevee. You needed nine shiny Eevee, eight, nine. Yes, you needed. No, you needed nine because you need one for Sylveon. I, I think that just it's kind of the natural progression in my mind for that. Oh, actually, I said, OK, I should I should clarify. You need eight if you just want the evolutions. If you want an Eevee as well, you need. Nine. Yeah, I was. Yeah, right. Some, somebody's like, hold on a second. Where's which one's the ninth evolution? So I wanted to clear the air before we get a couple of angry emails like, which one do you mean for sword and shield? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. I So okay, let's let's assume let's pretend that we're playing inside baseball and we know for some reason that it's not going to be the year in review that they're going to pick a Pokemon. Which Pokemon do you think it's most likely to be in your opinion? Because let's, let's think about what it has to be, right? Like Eevee was the two day one because it had all the evolutions, right? Yeah. So what's something else that either evolves a bunch, has a bunch of different forms or something? Whalmer. Like, no, no. But nope. the 400 candy, if you want to evolve multiple. That's true. I... You should just do a community for all 400 <laughs> candy Pokemon. I'm talking Swablu. I'm talking Whalmer. I'm talking Meltan. I'm talking that's it, I think. Magikarp. Oh, yeah. Magikarp. Oh, boy. I mean, wow. Of Somebody's course, mad then. about that. Um, <laughs> Somebody had like a two second moment there. Like, ah! of, of course, you know, the wrench right there is all the shinies already exist, but it was right. still funny to think about. It'd be nice to just see 50 Swablu. I can't think of another Pokemon that would need two days to to round off. Yeah, I can't think of any either. The ones that I would. OK, so Eevee, Eevee for the evolutions, right? So then if we were looking for Pokemon that had forms that might take advantage of that, like Arceus comes to mind, but he's a mythical, so they wouldn't do that. I can't think of anything else. So I guess it has to be something, you know, the year in review. I guess we'll find out. Maybe. OK, so the big piece of news is also just like it's not necessarily news. There's like a bit of speculation in here, too, because we're talking, of course, about the APK mine for 0.153.0. There is a version that's live in the game right now. I'm not sure if this is the one that's live in the game and some of the stuff just isn't active or not. Anyway, there's so many interesting things to dig in and talk about here. First of all, of course, being the obvious, the full Generation 5 Pokedex has been added, featuring all Unova region Pokemon families and forms. That's pretty rad. So oh reminder, again, that part of this is super speculative. While we did get this information from Pokemon Go Hub and they pulled that from data mines and people read through them and context clues and stuff like that, these things can change uh, and they might very well change. So just keep that in mind. Three new items have been added to the code. The first one is Verse Seeker, a new item that allows you to duel other players in real world. So like Kyle and I. Verse Seeker fights will include seasons, ranks, and ratings. Uh, marking Pokemon Go's first foray into the competitive world, you can duel only with other players that have a Verse Seeker. Okay. Route Maker, a new item that allows creating in-game routes between Pokestops. 
The system has a minimum and maximum Pokestop number, distances, and checkpoints between them. You can name your route. The system seems to be tied to the buddy system improvements, which we'll talk about in a little bit here. There's a max number of daily attempts you can do, a maximum number of points you can collect. And then the last new item here, the Unova Stone. Pretty self-explanatory. A new evolution item coming in with Generation 5 Pokemon, likely tied only to evolving specific Unova region Pokemon. It's still unclear which Pokemon will require it, but the item is in there. It's pretty interesting. So what do you think about these three items, Kyle, before we move on? Because there is more. I have I have things to say about all three of them. All right. Lay it on me. So, Let's go. Verse Seeker. It's it's really interesting, but it's also very confusing. So I'm trying to maintain positivity until it's actually out. But this little bit right here at the end, you can only duel with other players that have a verse seeker. Yeah. What does that mean? Um, do you so have to buy a verse seeker? Do you have to earn them? I think Is it it's a everybody. I think it's probably a certain level that you get it like a level up reward. Mm, that's such a strange way of wording it. If that's the what case. if it's 40? What if you can only do ranked play and matchmaking level 40 or something? I mean, maybe I'm. I'm going to I'm waiting. I don't reserving do that. I'm reserving judgment because the wording is so confusing. And, you know, Niantic is known for having some very poorly worded announcements that turn out to be something else. But if it's if it's gated behind like a consumable item or an item with a cooldown, that's definitely going to upset a lot of people. I, I like the idea that they're trying to support competitive, though. That's cool. Yeah, we'll see what that like actually manifests as seasons and stuff like, OK, cool. Ranks, ratings, neat. Uh, but I, I don't know. Uh, we'll, I'd have to see it or hear more about it before I had to have an opinion on that. What do you think about the route maker or the Unova stone? The, the route maker is also interesting. The minimum and maximum Pokestops you can have on there is interesting because Pokemon Go is not the most precise tool for tracking the distance you move, at least outside of Adventure Sync. Adventure Sync is pretty neat, even if it doesn't track all the movement. So it's kind of cool to see that you can make routes and then hopefully follow through with them. Obviously, we'll talk about the buddy system in a second, although we don't have a ton of info on that either. No, yeah. And again, a lot of this is just inferred, so it's kind of yeah. difficult to talk about this in any like advanced or specific yeah. capacity. But yeah, I mean, I can't this system in particular actually might even be more so something that I have to get my hands on than the verse seeker to really get an idea on it because it sounds interesting. But I, don't I think know. it all depends what the 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 number of points, the the points do versus anything else. For right. And, and I'm also like curious, like when your buddy goes on these routes, they collect items from the Pokestops, yeah. like what's going on. Uh, but I'm assuming safe to assume that the Unova Stone is uh, a big yes from you, a big thumbs up? <sighs> no. What? Why? Firmly negative on the Unova Stone. I had some discussions with people on Reddit. I, I regretted it afterwards. Oh, no. Okay. The Unova Stone is just it's getting messy. Adding this stone when we have the Sinnoh Stone is, is... And then we also have the, you know, six individual stones from Gen 2. It's a mess. Some of the Pokemon from Unova need the same stone that the Sinnoh Pokemon needed. So does that just get wiped away and you need Unova stones? And if that's the case, how do we get Unova stones? Are they going to tie them to PvP again? In which case now PvP can reward Sinnoh stones or Unova stones, and suddenly 
they're even more rare. So I'm very skeptical and I kind of wish they would have just committed to their gen one idea of getting rid of the evolution items. Cause I don't like their ideas for solving it. Really? Okay. So I feel the opposite way. I don't like all the number, uh, like the, the litany of items we have, like the mirror coat, the dread, the King scale, the, you know, all that, all that stuff. I thought that the Sinnoh stone was a very eloquent way of dealing with a variety of very difficult evolutions. I think some of the ones that you can pull off pretty straightforward in Pokemon go should still be like maintained, like trading, like a trading evolution of like an, like a Kadabra into an Alakazam is like so easy. Why? I don't see why we don't have that now. And well, retrospect, I I can, I can answer that one is because IVs get re-rolled when you trade. So would feel real bad to get a hundred percent IV, you know, Haunter to trade for a Gengar that comes back, you know, 13, five, five, five or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I suppose. But at the same time, I'm just saying like there, there were ways to maintain some of like the original sort of like energy that these, like the ideas behind these evolutions had. But at the same time, again, like this past generation, Sinnoh is those evolutions were kind of outrageous. A lot of those were kind of very some difficult of them. to do. Yes. But then some of them were, were not, there was stuff like that required a dusk stone, for example, for Sinnoh. And there's like six more Pokemon that need a Dusk Stone. So they just going yeah. to ignore that and use the regional stones for it? I guess so. It kind of looks what they're going to do, yeah. I guess it boils down to how we're going to get the Unova Stone. Because if it's tied to PvP again, I'll, I'm going to maintain my opinion here. I don't think it will be. It might be tied to a new mechanic, like maybe this Route Maker thing. As long as it's it's more readily available to people than the Sinnoh Stone was to to the more casual players. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. Even though I think it's a good design choice for this sort of game, I agree. If people can't get them, then, then it stinks. <laughs> okay, so here we go. A massive upgrade to the buddy system is on the way. Buddy Pokemon now feature a new buddy level stat, which is based on your interaction with the buddy, feeding and grooming your buddy. As far as it is visible from the code, buddy Pokemon will be able to participate in the routes you've set up through the route maker. So it sounds like mini version of Pokemon and me a little bit. The feeding, the grooming, the hanging out with your Pokemon. Yeah, it's nice that buddy Pokemon aren't just going to exist to be like put on a leash and dragged with you everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yes. Um, You just happen to carry your Togepi around with you. I'm sure there's some people like my girlfriend who's going to be like over the moon that they can have more interaction with their buddy. But it doesn't it doesn't mean too much for me personally. Yeah, I was about to say you're not that person. No, No, I'm more (laughs) interested in the route maker and what rewards it can give. Dude, I'm so excited for ranked PvP play. (laughs) <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. All right. Speaking of a brand new competitive PVP system, PVP matchmaking is coming. Trainer battles against remote ranked pl- opponents are called duels in the code. You can't duel with a full bag. A brand new competitive system has been added featuring seasons, ranks and ratings seasons. Seasons have end time limits. Ratings are adjusted inside, you know, any given season ranks. Your combat rank has a level that describes it. The level is described by the number of battles you have fought, uh, wins you have, and your overall rating. And the rating is not something we know a lot about. It's probably going to be like, you know, a number that represents all of your all of your stuff, kind of like how CP represents a lot of stats all in one number. That's my guess, at least. 
Uh, what do you think, Kyle? This looks like it could be pretty complicated, but it also looks like it could be pretty straightforward depending. I don't think it's going to be that complicated. I imagine personally that the rating is it's just going to be uh, an ELO system like most other competitive systems have. I don't see that as adding up all of your other stats to make a total rating person. Okay. You think it's going to be based on just like your place in a ladder? Yeah. Okay. So the season will be the whatever you're participating in and your rank is like uh, to, to use League of Legends bracket systems because that's the only way I know how. So like in a season would be like season five. And then a rank would be like bronze. And then the rating would be like bronze one or whatever. Yes, basically like 45 or whatever. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense to me. The the, the rating is going to be your MMR for those of you who play other okay. PvP games. Basically. Okay. Uh, do you want to explain what MMR is? Uh, it, it stands for matchmaking rating. And they just, they other games apply a number to you based on your skill, based on how many wins you have, how many losses you have. And then when you win a game, you gain a certain amount of MMR. And when you lose a game, you lose a certain amount. Isn't it also weighted based on the reign of the person you play against? Yes. So like if you beat somebody who's a higher rank than you, you'll get more MMR in return. Yes. And if you beat the last place person, you get like nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Deadly squat. Right. So yeah. this is really cool. Potentially. <laughs> it, I'm so excited to get I my butt like, kicked. I feel like it's going to be just a sloppy mess for the first like three <laughs> seasons before definitely. anything gets figured out. Definitely. But are you going to participate in the first season? It's going to be like, it's going to be so much fun to to do the, the first one. Cause it's going to be really probably, bad. probably it's going to be janky. There's going to be a if, lot of uh, errors issues. It's going to be people breaking rules are going to have to change stuff last minute. Like <laughs> or it, it's going to be a, a time of learning for all of us. And I'm very excited. <laughs> if it's, if it's easy to take part, I will, I'll totally play. No, I mean, question I'm hoping it's it. as easy as just doing your verse seeker like once a day or something. Yep. So anyway, like you said, sloppy mess. So I decided that in this month we would do something at the end of each of the news sections called what year is it where we kind of like just tell you like what what's happening this week and what to look forward to next week. And I did get all this information from the uh, Go Ranger app. I know we've talked about it a couple of times on the show, but I'd like to give them a shout out every single time. Go look for Go Ranger in your respective app stores. It's what I use for all of my event timers. Water Festival 2019. It ends uh, this Friday, August 30th at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, July and August research breakthrough at the boxes and stuff. That's going to end on Sunday, September 1st. It's right around the corner. Jumpstart with friends research. You just have to start this before the end of time. So if you have not started the most recent research before Jirachi, do so so you can continue to do it. You have up until Monday, September 2nd at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time to do so. And then on September 2nd at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, next week there's two things happening. One, the sad departure of our green dragon god, Rayquaza. He leaves raids next Monday. And then in his stead, his wake, if you will, the Johto Ultra bonuses start next Monday. So get ready for those. And with that, let's move into Gear Up. So this week on Gear Up, I want to introduce a new section, just calling it Let's Look At. I'm going to take a look at anything new that's being introduced to the game that might have relevance. And this week, it's Let's Look At Crab Hammer. It's, it's the move we've been talking about how long now, Chris? Uh, over a year, probably. It's been, it's been a year. It's, uh -huh. let's just, it's been a year. It's finally added to the game. 
Kingler and Crawdont can learn it. And let me just tell you, it's really, really good. Which is great. I love it. Especially after the potential news about Psy Strike being really bad. But that's a later discussion. I, I was kind of hoping we were going to talk about that this week, but I'm, <laughs> I'm more excited for Crabhammer. And you should be. So Crabhammer is a new water type charge move. It's 85 damage, 50 energy, which makes it a two bar charge move. For those of you who don't keep track, has a 1.9 second cooldown. I don't know if I've ever noticed a cooldown, but I'm not that hard into crunching the numbers like that. Yeah. Somebody out there cares. It's nearly identical to Hydro Cannon, and we all know how good Hydro Cannon is. Hydro Cannon does 90 damage versus Crab Hammer's 85, so it's virtually Ooh. the same. But what you really want to know is, should you use it? I just want to tell you that you need to welcome the new water-type king, Kingler. <laughs> now, that was a really cheap joke because he is not the king, oh. but he is very, very good. Kingler has a ridiculous attack stat of 240 for such a you know relatively basic Pokemon. Puts him third amongst all water types, right behind Palkia and Kyogre. His bulk leaves something to be desired, but you know, can't have everything. Previously, he was just awful. He was terrible. He knew Water Pulse. And Water Pulse, it's it's so bad. I don't even know how to put it into words how bad it was. <laughs> but it's great in the main series game. In the main series game, it's awesome. Yeah. Which is a shame. In Pokemon Go, it's awful. It's so bad. With the addition of Crab Hammer, Kingler went from not even close to the charts to second place in terms of DPS that he does. I believe it's does like 16.08 DPS when previously he was doing 12.5. Wow, really? It's that good. It puts him right below Palkia, puts him above Hydro Cannon Swampert, above Kyogre with whatever his his charge waterfall. No, that's the that's the fast move. Kyogre, Waterfall, Hydro Pump. Hydro Pump. Hydro uh -huh. Pump. There you go. Sorry, I have to say the move set. I you have to say the whole thing. You can't I say it's just the charges. Like... <laughs> waterfall, Hydro <What's> Pump. It... <laughs> Unfortunately, as I mentioned, he doesn't have very much bulk, so his TDO is not the greatest. But it's not that big a deal in the grand scheme of things because a lot of stuff, it's going to die before the TDO matters. And if you're able to dodge, the TDO goes up, obviously. So the DPS is the real important number here. And then the honorable mention in this whole situation is Crawdont. Ooh, our Chris boy! Is, Chris is very excited about Crawdont. Yes, I, and okay, look. It's not that I don't like Kingler, because if you recall, I think when we focused on Krabby and Kingler for our Pokalore section, I let everybody know that I love them because they're just crabs. Uh, <laughs> yes. But Crawdont is like, I'll, I'll, you know what? You talk about him. I'll talk about why this is great after you tell us. <laughs> so Crawdont is... Exactly like Kingler, just a little bit worse, a little bit less, a um, little bit less attack, a little bit less bulk. So still really high DPS thanks to Crab Hammer's impressive stats. But suffering from that TDO basically makes him a budget version of Kingler, who is already a budget type attacker. But if you want to use Crawdont as a water type attacker, you can now, mm -hmm. which I think is what Chris likes the most about this. that's the thing right exactly what we were talking about before the show that this is exciting not because it's crawdon but because crawdon wasn't good and he might not be good now but you can no longer say 
that he's awful or useless <laughs> or something like that. And that's really exciting. I just like seeing the come ups and something small like for crawl on. Oh, this is this is nice. It's nice. I'm I agree. It's it's nice to see a Pokemon that was absolutely awful, like dumpster tier, useless. You're never even going to look at sideways. Be like, hey, you know what? Here, come on. You can sit on the lower tier of the bench here. It's cool. New experience for Crowdon. I'll tell you what. So in conclusion, with Crabhammer, Kingler is now the Gengar of water type attackers. He's got really high DPS, but he's a he's a big old glass cannon. And he's really, you know, he's relatively easy to get. You live by water. You're going to have Krabby spawning. It's true. Can confirm. I don't even live near water and I still have Krabby spawning. Well, that but might be because of the water festival, Chris. Prior to that, <laughs> they would still just be around. <laughs> like Miv thought, I'm like, he's going to say it's because of the water festival, isn't he? He's going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thanks, Kyle. Let's talk about another glass cannon in this week's Pokalore. This week, we're going to be talking about Carvana, the savage Pokemon, and Sharpedo, the brutal Pokemon. You know, because they just got their shinies in. Why not? They're cool Pokemon. We've never talked about it before. They deserve some love. So Carvana. Carvana is a fish Pokemon with a body covered in tiny, sharp denticles. The top half of its spherical body is blue, while the bottom half is red with a yellow four-pointed star below its mouth. It has two yellow dorsal fins above its eyes that resemble shark fins and a matching pelvic fin on its belly. Its pectoral fins are also yellow. The caudal fin is composed of two red spines with a thin yellow membrane stretched between them. It has powerful jaws and razor-sharp teeth that are able to chew through solid steel and rip out boat holes. It swarms any intruder and prey that invade its territory and becomes timid when it is alone. It lives in rivers and, of course, through jungles, as well as temperate regions. So it's a um, piranha. It's a piranha that can eat boats. Let me just say that while you were reading that, I went to look up what a denticle was. Mm -hmm. And like, I still don't get it, but it's a small tooth or tooth like projection. Okay, so, so I learned new words. Sp- spikes on the on the body of this Pokemon. That's what it is. Yes, I just. Okay. <laughs> well, it's coming up again here with Sharpedo. Sharpedo is a torpedo-shaped shark Pokemon covered in tiny, sharp denticles, little pointy things. <laughs> it has a large mouth filled with triangular, sharp teeth. Its eyes are a deep red color and glow in the dark. It has two gill slits situated directly behind each eye. It is mostly dark blue with a white underbelly. There is a yellow star-shaped marking on its snout and another star marking on its rear. It has a tall dorsal fin with two notches cut into it with a pelvic fin directly opposite. Its two pectoral fins are arranged so that they resemble the fins on the back of a torpedo. Sharpedo swallows and shoots out jets of seawater from its rear, which allows it to swim 75 to 80 miles per hour. However, it is unable to swim long distances, so it's like a sprinter. It's like a sea cheetah. A cheetah. <laughs> yeah. It is feared and known as Bully of the Sea, or Gangs of the Sea as a group, due to its sharp teeth. It was once prized for its dorsal fin as a food item and has been a victim of oh. overfishing. Oh, I went oh. from not liking to feeling bad that's, for this. That's pretty dark. quick. Okay. Yep. Its fangs can rip through iron and steel, being able to tear apart a super tanker into pieces when its fangs fall out they grow back immediately it is very sensitive to the scent of blood and it lives in the sea sharpedo is also known to prey on whelmer 
particularly small ones. Oh, uh, well, well, you know what? Somebody had to eat Whelmer. At least it wasn't like a small Pokemon. At least it's a big shark. I don't know. I don't know how to make that sound good. <laughs> anyway, here are the stats for uh I almost said Whelmer for Sharpedo. <laughs> Max CP for Whelmer 2181. That would be crazy. Now for Sharpedo 2181. Uh, an abysmal defense of 83 is slightly Jeez. balanced out. I, that's awful, right? Um, it's slightly balanced out of a stamina of 172, but both are blown out of the water at speeds of 75 to 80 miles per hour uh, by an enormous 243 attack, making Sharpedo rank 33 of all Pokemon with attack stats in Pokemon Go, which is all Pokemon. Uh, best move set would be Bite crunch that's dark or waterhole hydro pump water but bike crunch is by and large the better choice um i don't think you'll have enough time to really charge up your hydro pump because it's pretty squish with that a defense yeah. 83 83 yeah 83 it's gonna go pat so, yep just like that what do you think about sharpedo ever used him in pokemon go before kyle uh i have my girlfriend has also used him as like a filler dark type at times yeah, yeah. it's a i like sharpedo a lot when it when it first came out, I was like, "What is this Pokemon? What is this Pokemon?" <laughs> but now it's like it's just a shark, but shaped like a torpedo. Yes, and I yes. like it. It's, it has a good. lot of um, it's got a lot of personality. They did a lot yes. of really great things with it in Sun and Moon, making it a ride Pokemon. Uh, I I recently started watching the Sun and Moon anime, and uh, Sharpedo as a ride Pokemon in the anime is also really fun. So uh, yeah, Sharpedo's got personality for sure. But yeah, that's Sharpedo and Carvana. We're going to not do a PvP section this week because we're already running long. But we're going to hop right into the Pokepole. Last week's Pokepole was, if you could remove one Pokemon from Pokemon Go, what would it be and why? Jonathan said, remove Meltan from Pokemon entirely. Ooh. You know what? I'm ashamed I didn't think of that last week. <laughs> Thank you. Be because Meltan's all right. Meltan is awful. No, uh, sorry. I, I mean, Melmetal. Mel Melmetal's all right. Melmetal is okay. He's okay. He's okay. He's a bro. Nick says, Gulpin, useless by all means of the word. Ooh. Oh, poor oh, Gulpin. Man. Yeah, I he'll like always, Gulpin. He'll hold a special place in my heart forever because <laughs> he was the first shiny Pokemon I ever caught in the main series game. I think Swalot's great because he's got that mustache. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Phil says, I would choose Mr. Mime. I just find it would be disturbing. If I lived in Europe, I think I would have to find a different game to play. Ooh, fair enough. Ooh. Spider-Man C137 said, oh, that's easy. Shedinja. He's mostly a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> and by mostly, I mean, he is. Right? He, is he is. He's just yeah. dead skin, right? Yeah. Just, just remove him from the game and then reintroduce him when, like, Whenever you, you figured out Wonder Guard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Julia said they should remove any rodent slash basic bird slash basic bug, except Starly. So we won't waste our Pokeballs on Weedle. We could actually focus on Dratini, Mareep, and other good stuff. Well, why is, why is he keeping you know, Starly? I think Julia's like Starly. I, I think I think you're a little biased over there. Mm-hmm. Because because Pidgey is the superior bird Pokemon. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Starly uh, is really cool, though. Staraptor's a dope Pokemon. Uh, I mean, yes, I I do. I like the bird Pokemons. 
Joe said, Phoebus, it's worthless and has no place in 10K eggs. I couldn't agree more. I don't think I've ever agreed with a singular human being more than I'm agreeing with Joe right now. Phoebus has no place in 10K eggs. Absolutely hard agree. Yes. All right. This one's from Catherine from the Discord. I know I seem to have become the president of I Hate Smack Tars fan club. She's the uh, inspiration for us talking about the what's the big deal about section. Um, I think that the existence of that Pokemon in the game makes a lot of people who have them lazy because they just throw it at the problem. And most of the time they're rewarded without having had to put any thought into it. That's a fair point. I get that you want community day to give something for the effort, but I think the playing experience between having and not having that one is just too much. I would have said the same thing about Mewtwo pre Giratina origin form. Not sure if that is the same now. And I say that as someone who doesn't already have Giratina origin form either, but honestly, I think Barboach is a Pokemon I hate the most. <laughs> but shiny. <laughs> but shiny. <laughs> I love the bait and switch. That's that's the reason I copy and paste that whole thing because she had me going with that post. I'm not sure if it was on purpose, but I loved it. <laughs> Just well thought out discussion about the meta and smack tars and the psyche of players that have them and their degrading focus on trying to maintain their ability to overcome challenges. But and also, I hate Barboach. Bar yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that, Catherine. I appreciate it. Next one's from Hi Casper. Also from the Discord. I'd get rid of Miltank. Thank goodness it's uncommon because the sight of it swinging its milk dispensers all over the place is the cringiest part of Pokemon getting 3D animations. <laughs> I got my grandpa's conservative Midwestern wife into Pokemon Go and her seeing Miltank for the first time was, well, an experience. That's that's sounds, all the sounds, like, sounds like a good time. Sounds like a good time. <laughs> sure, sure does. And the last one is from the nut kicker. He apparently kicks like chestnuts down the street. At the moment, I would say licky licky because it's weird saying it to my six year old kid. <laughs> I can respect that. Yeah, there yeah. are some really weird, strangely named Pokemon that you're like, oh, somebody didn't think this through. I'm not quite sure. Fun fact if you try to name a Lickitung licky licky before licky licky was in the game, you couldn't do it because it thought that. It was an inappropriate word. That's pretty great. Yep. It wouldn't let you say it because you, you know I was doing that. I was naming Pokemon before that as placeholders. And I was sadly without my licky licky placeholder. But here we are. <laughs> this week's Pokepole question. What's one Pokemon that you feel is mistyped and how would you fix it? You know what? When I read when I read this question you proposed, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to sit here for like 10 minutes before we record to think about an answer and i opened up the pokedex and i immediately got my answer so oh, it's okay. an easy one all right charizard why is charizard not a dragon type until he gets a mega evolution <laughs> i swear <laughs> why it all right hurts. so so here's the here's the thing right here's the thinking he isn't he also like the dragon pokemon too or something like that no, he's the flame Pokemon. Oh, he's a flame Pokemon. Okay. Anyway, so he's he's fire. Po he's definitely a fire Pokemon. He has to be a fire Pokemon, right? And then the, the big change between Charmeleon and Charizard is that it grows wings. So flying makes sense. He's not necessarily a dragon. He's just a flying lizard that looks just like a dragon. But what is a dragon if not a lizard? That's that flying that fire. fire. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't always breathe fire, but, you know, oh, fantasy, sorry, we're getting but... into the weeds here. Don't want <laughs> to misrepresent dragons in all of fantasy, dumb, which is very difficult to do because they come in all shapes and sizes. But 
Okay. All right. That's a good answer. That's a really good answer. Uh, for myself, I think I was actually going to go with trap inch because it's okay. definitely a it's definitely a bug. Yeah. You just want more bug type Pokemon. I do. I do. Well, like you got you got a great bug type co- Pokemon coming up in Gen 5. Don't you worry. I, I do, but he ain't here yet. So I just got to you know, <laughs> hold on to the Pokemon I got. Yeah, he's only ground. I had to make sure I was in. Uh, I had to make sure that I was right. Trap inch is ground type, but he's known as the ant pit Pokemon. Yep. They describe him as insectoid. He's an orange insectoid Pokemon. Vibrava should also be bug, but it's ground dragon. Wow. That's just like interesting. Why is Flygon dragon type and Charizard isn't? I know. You yeah. can say that about so many dragon types in this game. Why are they dragon type, but Charizard isn't? Vibrava is literally just a dragonfly. It's just a dragonfly. Flygon's already pushing it, in my opinion. Anyway, sorry, I'm going to get worked up about this, but <laughs> Trapping should be a bug type. You heard it here first and probably last, folks. If you have an answer to the question, what's one Pokemon that you feel is mistyped and how would you fix it? You can respond to the question when we post it on social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, or if you're a given patron and you're in our Patreon exclusive Discord server, you can also give us an answer there. Or you can send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast. Dot com. And speaking of emails, we've got some emails this week. So Missy writes, hi, friends. Hope you were all able to hit your goals for this week. Ooh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I nope. thought I'd try something new and send in a goal. Since starting to play, I've actively searched for a shiny Magikarp. I've seen 820 and caught 780 and not one single shiny. Ouch. Ooh. That is yikes. unfortunate. My family have even pranked me taking screenshots of shiny Magikarp they find on the internet and saying they caught one. Ouch. Oh, that's not very nice. I mean, it's something I would totally do to somebody, yeah. but yeah. So my goal is to catch one shiny Magikarp. Of course, any other shinies won't be thrown back. Thank you for all your hard work on the podcast. I look forward to it every week. Take care and have a great rest of the summer. Thanks, Missy. Good luck on your shiny Magikarp. I really hope you get it by the end of this water festival. Seen 820 and caught 780 is actually a really good catch rate for Magikarp because they they run. And they that's do. like that's abysmal odds to shiny. Like, yep, she's the heading mo- on two times odds. The most I've seen was somebody with like 1100 before they got their first one. But like, dang. Well, hey, we're sending positive thoughts and shiny luck. You're away, Missy. Thank you. Good luck on your goal. The next one this week is from Matthew. Hey, go casters. Hopefully Ness is back. She's not. She'll be here <laughs> next week. Sorry about that. Hopefully we're good enough. <laughs> I have been watching since episode 50 and have been hooked on you guys ever since. Hey, thanks. I have a question for you. What is your favorite shadow Pokemon and why? Also, what new shadow Pokemon would you like to see? I think I think my favorite shadow Pokemon is Snorlax because it's just I like to see Snorlax with a really angry face. <laughs> so that's that's a pretty that's a pretty simple one for me right there okay my favorite shadow pokemon is polywag yeah okay that's a good because one. he's angry and adorable the one i'd like to see i mean it, it, it's gotta be ghastly or gengar or haunter one of one of the three i need them with the red eyes it'll be great I really want my Shadow Lugia. It's, it's got to happen. It'll happen right? one I mean, day. It's just, they, wouldn't, it's... they wouldn't invoke that like that game that, you know, they wouldn't invoke Shadow Pokemon. They wouldn't do all that without going all the way, right? I don't. I I couldn't imagine 
but hmm. you know yeah i guess we'll see we have been disappointed before <laughs> yeah it's true anyway matt says love the podcast and i hope you still do this in the future well that is that is the plan um uh, have a good day and happy catching cough cough i mean hunting cough cough <laughs> hashtag pro pass op hashtag squirtle squad for life also mystic for life all right that brings us to the end of our show thank you so much for sending those emails missy and matthew you can send emails again to mail at gocastpodcast.com if you'd like to visit our website you can go there it's gocastpodcast.com you can follow us on twitter at gocastpodcast like us on facebook just search for the gocast podcast if you want to help support the show monetarily you can do so at patreon that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash gocast podcast where you can join our patron exclusive discord for as little as one dollar a month but there are also some cool other rewards on there as well uh not least of all is that kyle and i uh starting in a month or so here are going to start streaming all of the pokemon like main series games chronologically that'll be an undertaking it sure it sure (laughs) will chris Uh, really likes his undertakings Yes. Hey, what's life without a couple of personal projects, right? (laughs) Exactly. Okay. (laughs) Um, But if monetary support isn't your deal, you can go ahead and leave us a review on, you know, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you might find us. Uh, And if you do, I mean, it's free for you to do and it, it helps us out immensely. So shout out to those of you that did so in this past week. I see you. Thank you very much. You're the real heroes here. Okay. And now I'm ready to be a villain. Kyle, let's do some goals, huh? I'm not ready. I That's don't okay. have any goals for this week. <laughs> the best time to set goals are when you're not ready. Okay. Because well, then I mean, you'll overreach and you'll fail, just like me. Straightforward one. I'd like to catch my Wishmer this week. Hopefully it happens. So at the very least, complete this step of the, the Jirachi, if, if not more. And in the remaining time for the Water Festival... I'd like to make progress towards my Magikarp badge. It's only at 28 for the big Magikarp, I should say. It's only at 28 out of 50 for the uh, XL Magikarp badge or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The Fisherman badge. Right. So what are you going to try to get? Obviously, I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to finish it. This is not happening. Okay. Not like get to about like 50. That would put me that would take. 22 so i would need to get 22 big magikarp sure let's try i need 22 xl magikarp gotta gotta aim big for me apparently okay i see 50 on xl carp metal and catch a wishmer okay for myself i'm also going to catch a singular (laughs) wishmer just one hopefully not the same one because then we'll have to fight over it I don't want to do that. Although that lucky Wishmer probably never been thought over before. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to try to do another uh, 50 raids, which is actually like super pace. Um, if I do another 50 raids, I'll be at like 400. So I only have 100 left for the last month, which is pretty doable. Uh, I'm doing pretty. I'm doing pretty well. Oh man, I'm getting so excited that we're we're winding down. I was so scared. Okay, real talk. This is the end of the episode. Only only real fans are still left. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Seriously though, like 500 raids a summer has been like so touch and go. And Kyle, I know you've been there with me like every step of the way, so you know this is the case. But like, I wasn't so sure that it was going to happen for the longest time. But 
staring down the barrel of this last month, I'm pretty confident. I think we're going to do it. You got you got a you got the home stretch left. Can you can you do it? I think so. I I managed to I was still plus 15 and I took three days off. Of rating entirely. So it should be. Well, should be. We'll see. Anyway, so in addition to catch a Wishmer and 50 raids, I also would really like to try to get one more shiny Rayquaza in these last few days that we have left to raid him. So we'll see how that goes. That might be the hardest goal on here, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all luck based. So we'll see. But uh, that's that. And thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you guys next week for episode 61. And we should have Ness with us, although I'm not going to promise that in case she wants to sleep for four days when she gets back. She can do that. All right. Uh, until then, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.